What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Cornelia, back with another Black News bonus episode. Today, we're going to be recapping episode six of the final season of Insecure titled Tired. Okay, let's get into it. We start this episode out with what I feel like is one of the funniest TV moments that I have seen in a long time. We are in the hospital scene with Issa. She sees Lawrence and Condola. Remember last week I was like, oh shoot, she going up to him. She better than me. Well, in this particular scene, she goes up to those two. She holds the baby, Lawrence and Condola's baby. She then shoots a damn three a half court shot with the baby said, fuck them kids, kick Condola in the stomach and, and laughs. Y'all, I about die laughing. That was the funniest. Oh my God. She threw that damn baby. And again, look, if that were us, we probably would have wanted to throw that damn baby. Get that baby up out of here. Okay. Get Condola up out here. Kick her in the chest. Get that whole situation up out of here, y'all. That was some funny shit, bruh. I swear to God, that was hilarious. Which just set the tone for the episode. So a couple things happen. Again, I'm going to give y'all the highlights just like I do every week. Then we'll get into basically like the meat of the conversation or one particular question or moment that we that I feel like we should ponder on. But to highlight. Issa finds out that Lawrence moved back. We all pre- pre- predicted this, right? We knew this. For Lawrence to be a good dad, to make this situation work with the new baby and Condola, he had to make a decision. He can't be flying and carting his ass back and forth from San Fran. He can do it the other direction. He can be here, keep going up to San Fran, but his home base needs to be down here with that baby just in order for him to be the kind of dad that he wants to be and to help Condola out. That is a newborn and he need to be there. So Issa finds that out. She's also itching for Nathan to communicate that he loves her the way that she dropped that love bomb on him last episode. So we see them having sex. She probing him like, yeah, what else you love? He like, oh, uh," he ain't on the same page. Okay. He's not on the same page, but that is apparently causing some friction with 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 Nathan um again her feeling one way and and expressing that and him not reciprocating and we'll get into that in, in just a minute we also see that Molly is at a work retreat she is feeling guilty because she is there and trying to multitask while her family is at the hospital with her mom her mom is still in a coma non-responsive and you know Molly needing to have be hands on with everything and to do everything. She's struggling with that. She still at this point has not communicated to her coworkers what she's going through. So there's that dynamic, which we talked about last week, black women. And I'm going to remind you, we cannot do everything. Let's stop trying to do everything for the sake of just saying we're strong and we can. Yes, we can, but we don't need to. We don't have to be everything for everybody we don't have to be we have the strongest back and shoulders in the game when it comes to carrying the load. Let's abandon that mentality and start asking for help when we need it or start saying I'm not doing well when we're not doing well. I'm actively working on that in my personal life. 
let's do that uh, amongst our, all of us. And if Molly, even though she's a fictional character, let's give, send her that positive, the, that positivity uh, so she can start doing the same. She only got eight, four more episodes left, so she need to get it together. But we see her at the work retreat navigating that. We also see the backlash of what Crenshaw, a.k.a. Kofi, a.k.a. Ralph Angel is doing to Issa's reputation. Flashback to a few episodes ago when she was working with him to put on a large event. The um, the backers of the event had some notes. They did not want some of Crenshaw's art to go into the installation. He disregarded all of that and put it in anyway. It ended up working out, but he went on a tear on social media and apparently in the community and started calling Issa sell out. In this episode, we see her trying to get other artists on board for an additional event. But they're like, oh, don't I know you from somewhere? Oh, shoot. Yeah, we heard about you, Crenshaw. So he's slandering her name. I call it defamation. But hey, we ain't going to take it that far yet. But that's what it sounded like to me. So we see at some point later on her try to have a conversation with Crenshaw about it. And he has some harsh words for her. He has some harsh words. I wouldn't go as far as calling Issa a sellout. Um, She was trying to find a happy medium. But when it comes to artists, like they said, like Erica Badu said, we sensitive about our shit. So he going to feel the way he feel. But we will stay tuned to see what the backlash will continue to be, if any, or if they going to make amends. And side note, when we saw the previews and we saw that Kofi was going to be in this, this show, I was hoping that he was going to have a more positive role, maybe like a nice love interest. Okay. Maybe a little flirty interaction. This dude come come to find out he the damn asshole in the in the season. I wouldn't I wasn't expecting that. But maybe this is a good thing for him because historically the roles that he has been playing were like maybe sex symbol, love interest. He was in that movie Really Love, which was on Netflix. Good movie. Um he played the boyfriend in that. He is in Ralph and uh, Queen Sugar. He Ralph Angel who he always messing up, okay? Every every episode, Ralph Angel doing something annoying. That's pretty much what it is. In Girls Trip, he was Jada Pinkett's uh, young boo. He had the big dangling. So, you know, we see him always in that light. So now he's playing a, an opposite character, which, you know, I, I respect it. He's still annoying in this, though, because he hating. And, you know, Crenshaw is a hater. Okay. Molly. Back to Molly. She at the work retreat is having conversations with her coworkers. They're starting to open up a little bit, telling them how, telling her how they didn't necessarily like her when she first started. Um, but we see her blacked out, passed out, wake up the next day, come to find out she was on video twerking and doing the most because she was drunk at the work event, which is another point. Y'all never get drunk at the work event. You can have a cocktail or two. You got, you can know your limit at the work event, but do not, I repeat, get wasted, blackout drunk at the work event. You got too much on the line. One, these are your coworkers. And in a lot of cases, your coworkers are not your friends. You can make some friends with your coworkers. I have done that. I have made some lifelong friends with, at, at work, but overall, them fools, not your friend. 
And there's a chance that they could use anything that you do against you eventually. So with Molly twerking, they talking about it's Molly time. Y'all don't, don't do that. Don't, you don't ever want to do that. Don't do not be that person. Okay. Um, and maybe a prediction, Molly, Molly gonna learn about that the hard way, but we'll see. But we see her starting to open up with her lawyer colleague and I forget his name. I feel like it's like Tori. I don't know. He looked like a Chauncey. I don't know what that man character name is. I ain't going to look it up right now because I got a microphone in my hand and my notes in the other. So I can't, I, I can't be quick on the draw with the keyboard on the laptop, but that brother looked like a Chauncey. So we're going to call him Chauncey. Her and Chauncey start to have some conversations past work. She finally tells someone him how she's struggling with the situation with her mother. He finally tells her that he was going through something a while back with his brother. So there was a bonding moment. And again, that underlying conversation, and this not this can transcend blackness and race in general. It's okay to tell people that you're unable to fulfill an obligation or that you're struggling and having a hard time due to family issues or personal issues. It is okay. We do not have to do everything and carry the load. So we see both of them, Molly and Chauncey, getting that off of their chest and starting to see each other past the surface, which could turn into something because there was a moment and a hug shared between those two when Molly expressed how she was excited and happy because her mother finally woke up and is is conscious. She's not speaking but there was some movement. So let's, we'll stay tuned to see if Molly gonna end up getting it on with Chauncey. Is that gonna be the finale cliffhanger, her and old boy? Or, you know, is it just what it is, right? Is it what it is? Or will that just be her work boyfriend? Cause you know, ain't nothing wrong with having a good work, work boyfriend, work husband, they come in handy. So towards the end of the episode, Nathan and Issa, finally have uh, a moment and before I get into that Issa has another imaginary conversation with Condola but from the perspective of, of Condola telling her how great everything is and thank you so much Issa for bowing out so I can have Lawrence she's like yeah girl even his, his dick then got bigger it's two more inches so Issa is doing is creating that scenario that a lot of us create in our minds when we break up with people and I don't, men I don't know if y'all have to go through this as well but for women sometimes when we break up with somebody and we know he's with another woman we think oh she's getting the best of him and now he got a better job he's making more money he doing good when I was with him he wasn't doing nothing he probably even putting it down better like it we just think Everything is better now that he broke up with us after we suffered through the bad times. So Issa is dealing with those thoughts and all of that. Because again, she walked away from this relationship and has no clue what's going on actually with him and Condola. She just know he got pictures of him and the baby on Instagram and he moved back. But in regards to Issa and Nathan, Nathan had a, a bad day at work because he cut a client, he cut his co-barber's 
clients here. If y'all know barbershop culture, if a barber running late, don't cut his client hair. Just let him sit there and wait. That's that's internal uh, 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 barber beef. That can cause drama. And we see that it actually did. So there was some fallout at the barbershop. The other barber called him like crazy and was addressed and talking shit about his him being bipolar. So Nathan was feeling away. Issa had the situation with Crenshaw. So she came home and was feeling away. They both started talking about how they were having a bad day. And Nathan goes on to say, maybe me in LA just ain't the right fit. That then sparks the concept and the idea from Issa to kind of say, you know, what's going on? You're not going to talk about, I said, I love you and you, and you didn't say it back. Now LA ain't the right fit. You feel like you wasn't going to say nothing to me and, and tell me this. What about me? And then Nathan responds with, you all over the place, which, you know, I mean, it's kind of true, but Nathan, you all over the place too. So what you talking about, playboy? Okay. What, what we talking about? Is this the pot calling the kettle, kettle black? But if from Issa's perspective, it's Issa starting shit with Nathan and stirring all of these other things up because Lawrence moved back and she has unresolved issues with that. It's all of this about Lawrence. I say subconsciously, yes. And, 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 and two things can be true at one time, right? Issa can genuinely be having these issues and these concerns with, with Nathan. She can genuinely feel the way that he said LA ain't, maybe ain't for him. She can genuinely feel the way that she says she loved him and he ain't said back. Those things can be valid. But at the same time, it also can be about Lawrence being back and now their looming relationship, the way it ended, the situation, their history can be, it's more tangible because he's actually in the same city. Because some of y'all might know this, you with somebody, y'all break up and he move away out of sight, out of mind, play boy, you ain't here, my, my guy. So I ain't got to worry about you. But the minute that fool move back, it's a whole nother story. You'd be like, oh, shoot, we in the same city. What if I, I can, I mean, but what if I bump into him? If he gone, I know it ain't possible. But now he here. Nah, nah. It's different. And sometimes when you're not healed or ready to move on or settled within yourself and your current circumstances or at peace with everything that has happened, you sometimes self-sabotage, which could be what Issa is doing. Is Issa sabotaging her situation because of Lawrence? What do y'all think? Predictions. I kind of think she is, but I also predict that Issa and Lawrence, they're not going to end up together and well. Issa is too young. She got too much going on to be dealing, having to manage her insecurities surrounding this situation, as well as her business finding how who she is and getting herself to where she wants to be in her overall life. That's too much baggage to take on for a woman who might be like 31, 32. I don't advise, I don't suggest advise that at all. So that's my prediction. But I also think Issa is subtly sabotaging her situation with Nathan. What do y'all think? Hit me up, social media, hit me up 
on, uh, you know, wherever you can find me and let me know your thoughts. I'm on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. I'm even posting these recaps on YouTube in case you guys don't want to listen on the podcast app. You can listen on YouTube while you at work on, you know, on your laptop, just pop your headphones in and listen to it while you, while you getting through the day, but hit me up. What do you think about this episode of Insecure and Isis, a circumstance? And do you think Molly and Chauncey going to end up together or, or have a little fling? Let me know your thoughts. All right, y'all. It's your girl, Cornelia. And like always, I'll be back again next week to recap episode seven of the final season of Insecure on HBO Max. Bye.